I'm Cynthia James, and this network is about changing lives one woman at a time. Welcome to Women Awakening. I am your host, Cynthia James. I get to introduce you to extraordinary women that inspire me because I really believe this is a time of women emerging on the planet. And so we get to support each other, lift each other, nurture each other, and remind each other of possibility. So I want you to subscribe. We're on Spotify, we're on Amazon, iTunes, iHeart, you know, uh, YouTube. You can find us in a lot of places. So today I'm excited because this is actually a return guest. She's been in my life for a while and uh, I'm excited. We're going to talk about her new book, but let me introduce you to her. Stephanie Rathalock is the author of Creatrix Rising, Unlocking the Power of Midlife Women. Her, um, she writes, is going to um, let it out in August 2021. We're going to talk about that. She's also penned the award-winning bestseller, A Delightful Little Book of Aging. We all need that, right? A graduate of Naropa University's program in writing and poetics, Stephanie's a contributor to the um, Rogue Valley Messenger in Oregon. She's blogged for Nexus Magazine, Omaha Lifestyles, Care2.com, as well as 60andMe.com. She is a former iHeart radio host, and she's now a popular guest on podcast, and you'll see why in just a moment. This is where she inspires women to embrace the strength and the passion of their personal story. Stephanie, I am so glad you're back. I love any reason to hang out with you for any amount of time. <laughs> well, um, first of all, I want to know uh, how you've been, because the last time we were together, you're, you were releasing your, your other book that became a bestseller and won a lot of awards. So first of all, let's talk about how that was for you. It was really fun. <laughs> you know, it, the first book, I, I, I think it's a real confidence builder. You know, it's like I, I didn't want to dare call myself a writer. And yet here was this writing life unfolding before me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just I don't know what other word to use other than the fact that it was fun that I saw in this moment of that little book. Um, dreams revealed, joy revealed, and there was something validating and satisfying about the work. It was really the fruits of my labor. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. So, so I, I want to dive a little deeper into it, but some of the audience doesn't know you. So talk a little bit about where you came from. I mean, clearly you didn't drop on the planet as a writer. You, you, you know, tell us a little bit about your childhood and your education and, and, uh, and then we'll move into your passion for women. Okay. I sometimes wish that I had just dropped out of the sky as a writer. It would have been so much easier. <laughs> you know, I mean, we all have a path somewhere. And I was, I was thinking this morning about that. How could I hold everything that's happened in my life as something that contributed to this moment of fruition? And the truth is that I can. Um, I was raised by a single mom at a time when um, single women didn't raise kids. So our household was a little bit different in that regard. But I think that's where my beginning love for working with women and for women came from. I remember a distinct moment when my mom came home from a job one day. Her company had just gotten her a male assistant. 
um, to help her out. She was just thrilled. She thought she was going to be able to do so much more for the company. And then she found out that he was making more money than she was. Now, even at 10 years old, I knew that something about this was terribly wrong, that it wasn't fair. And it was the first inclination that I had in my young life that the playing field wasn't always the same for men and women. It wasn't always level. Um, my mom quit that job. That was the only recourse that she had open to her in the 1960s. You know, there wasn't a Lily Ledbetter Act. There wasn't... Um, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had just become a, an attorney and was having trouble getting a job in a law office because who wants to see a, an attorney that's a girl? Oh my gosh. So um, it made a huge impression on me and it informed my later years. And I didn't realize how much um, until I wrote this current book and realized that that was part of what formed my passion about working with women is that we all want the same thing. We wanna do life on our own terms. We wanna follow the promptings of our heart. And throughout our culture, that's been open to some groups of people, but not open to other groups of people. Right. Well, I was brought up by a single mom too around the same time, but we were on welfare and there was, you know, um, the inequity of women and the judgment of women was so intense. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we, meaning the group of women in this age range are all products of witnessing it, experiencing it, and then getting to say, I, I wonder if I can do this differently. I wonder if I can make a difference. So I, I love that, that you at 10 years old were awake enough to understand what was happening. And at the same time, something within you was saying, I, I've got a calling. So I want to, um, you know, on our last time together, you, you know, you talked about you've had an adventurous life. You, you've, <laughs> you've traveled, you've connected to the entertainment industry. You've done a lot of things. Um, I, I guess I just want to know, do you have a moment when you remember your awakening? I, I wish I could say a moment. What came gradually for me was that somewhere along the line, I realized that I had committed myself to the examined life. Mm. But I don't remember the exact moment that that was. I think it was something that kind of unfolded very organically for me. Once I understood that, and I had that realization that I was committed to the examined life, then I could give myself to that even more. So that, you know, I'm at a point in my life now where I see self-knowledge reveals all things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so the examined life for me is like, I've always been a seeker. And um, in fact, a hunger, there was always a hunger for that. And I, I feel like you are the same kind of person. And so uh, let's talk about your new book. You know, tell us the title again. And and why you wrote it and why you thought it was important to write. Uh, the book is called Creatrix Rising, Unlocking the Power of Midlife Women. And I wrote it because of what I was seeing in the culture just in the last few years. And you talk a lot about this in the work that you do. This is like, this is like a Darwinian moment, an mm -hmm. evolutionary moment for women. And so, 
the old paradigm of women in the culture has been kind of this maiden mother crone thing. It wasn't really even made up by a woman. It was made up by a man. It was made up by the poet and novelist Robert Graves in the 1930s and 40s. And yet it seeped into the culture. And most women I know don't like the word crone as well they should not. You know, it, it means disagreeable old woman. Um, but, you know, there have been some groups that have tried to dress it up and, and sort of reclaim it. But I think there are some words that are not worthy of reclamation. And right. crone is one of them. So I started thinking about this old paradigm and, and I thought, what comes after motherhood? What is it? Because a woman's life changes when motherhood is over. You know, we kind of, there's that, the period of life that we call menopause, but which is a biological thing that happens, but I don't think of it as just biology. I think of it as a psychological and spiritual initiation into the next phase of one's life. So swirling around all of this, I just wanna take you from the last five years. First of all, there was an election that was terribly upsetting to many of the women in our country that resulted in the Women's March of 2017. Mm -hmm. And in my little town where I was living at the time of Ashland, Oregon, the newspaper said 600 people were gonna to come to this march. 10,000 people out of a town of 20,000 showed up for this march. And the sense of unification, the sense of camaraderie, the sense of, oh my gosh, I'm not alone, was amazing. And of course, I love the women, you know, who had stayed home and knitted these wonderful little pussy hats, yeah. as if to say, you know, we're not the butt of the joke, but you are. Yeah. So there was that. The very following year, more women in 2018, over the age of 50, ran for local, state, and national office than ever before in our country. Simultaneously, there was a movement called the hashtag MeToo movement. Yes. Where we all stopped carrying that dirty little secret. And I was amazed on social media, the number of hashtags MeToo that went on for weeks and weeks at a time because it was the first time women had been able to talk about it so openly, so freely, even if to just say that, hashtag MeToo. So here is this moment of evolution. And I think what comes with a moment of evolution? What's born out of the chaos and the mud? And it's always something creative. Oh. So I see this as a great creative surge that has happening, is happening now to women midlife and beyond. And like, we're in it. We're in the middle of history. And it's yes, great. we are. Yes, we are. And, and. Uh, I love that you said it's a time of creativity because I really do believe that. I, I think that all of a sudden, the women I coach, the women who are in my tribe are all awakening to how do I bring my gifts? How do I shine my light? How do I discover my voice? How, how, how do I do that and make a difference? And I think that that's what your book is talking about. And since there's so many baby boomers on the planet and there's so there and there's so there's so many um well even you know the gen, gen x's and the you know all, all of these people all these women are saying you know what i don't have to bend and bow to the enculturation of the past right. i get to do it differently so um you are a podcaster. You are a speaker. So when you go out to speak, you know, 
what's the headline of your message? Um, there is great power in our personal story. There is great power in our personal feminist history. The feminist movement isn't something that just happened outside of us. You know, we don't learn about feminism from studying the suffragettes. We learn about it from studying our, our own lives. Um, that first woman in our family that ever played a musical instrument mm -hmm. and what she had to fight to get there. That first woman in our family that went to college or the first to graduate. Um, so I, my headlines are always about the power of the women's story and the power of women sharing their stories so that we don't wind up feeling like we're all alone. Like I've had this experience and I just feel so alone in it. Mm -hmm. uh -uh, we're connected by our stories. We're never as alone as we think we are. Right. Um, to return just for a moment to the book, what I want to share with your listeners today is that I interviewed you for this book, you may remember. I do remember. And you have your own chapter. And I do name you by name. <laughs> but it is the chapter of the creatrix as the illuminator. And I think that we all have a chance to become an illuminator to the women that are behind us. And it's not so much that eldering is um, sharing your wisdom with someone. It's a matter of demonstrating your life in such a way that you hold a light so that the women behind you can become um, inspired, that they too can live a life that is full and rich and loving. And so in my book, The Creatrix, you are my illuminator. And I just wanna give you a shout out and an acknowledgement to that. Because I know that that's one of the things that we can do for one another is that we acknowledge one another for the gifts that we bring into each other's lives. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you for um, thinking of me and including me in your book. And, and you know, it, it, this is why Women Awakening was birthed. In fact, I was speaking to a, a man today who wanted to understand what my podcast was about, you know, and I said, it's about women inspiring women. It's about us reflecting back to each other who we are and, and the potentiality of the life that we've been given. So I love that you're doing the book and I love that I get to be an illuminator. Yeah, you get to be the illuminator. <laughs> so I, I want to just ask you something. So you are um, a multidimensional woman. You know, you've, you've done, you've had an enormous, um, extraordinary, adventurous life. You've also um, had uh, longevity in a marriage. You have supported your beloved in, in his work in the world. And I, I just want to talk about how have you discovered the balance of bringing your powerful dynamic self to the planet and being a, um, a soulmate <laughs> and, and managing relationships? Well, balance is the great dance, isn't it? You know, it's like it's an, the ongoing process. Um, I'm very lucky to be married to someone that really pointed out to me the surge of creativity that was happening around menopause before I saw it myself. And so that was really a gift from him. He said, he said I sometimes talk to my male patients and say to them, pay attention to the passages that your woman goes through. Because it's either gonna be that you support her 
or you're, you're not going to have a happy marriage. And so that has allowed me a great deal of breathing room um, to find my own voice, to um, stand in the light of my own truth, was that there was already already somebody there that supported that and once for my success. I think that's one of the great things that we can give to each other in a marriage that adds balance is to want for our mates success, yes. whatever that looks like, but to, you know, pay attention, listen to their dreams, listen to their visions and support and encourage however we can. I just think that is so beautiful. And, and I, I think discovering someone who is willing to walk that path with you is one of the great gifts on the planet because then both people get to shine and, yes. and bring their gifts. So um, before I ask you the, the last question though, I, will you tell people how to find you, how to get your book? Cause I know it's in pre-order even though it comes out in August. <laughs> it is. Um... Yes, you can pre-order it on amazon.com or any place that, you know, indie.org, bookshop.org. I love to give a shout out to those people because they help local bookstores. Um, you can reach out to me at byline-stephanie.com. And uh, you can, there's a contact form there. If you want to reach out, if you have a question or a comment, my blogs are there. I have a little resource page of uh, women's groups and companies that I think are doing good in the world. And that's how you find me. Yes. And I, I love getting your blog newsletter and, and seeing what you're about. And there's always wisdom in there. So um, ladies, I hope you will look for Stephanie uh, and, and connect with her because because as long as I have known you, you have been a connector of women. You know, when we met, you had women's groups and you've yes. always supported women in, in community. And I think community is a very extraordinary gift that for all people, but I think women tap into community in a way that is quite magical. Yes, I would agree with that. Right. So here's my last question for you. It's the same one I ask everybody. What's the one thing you want women to know about the importance of their awakening? I come back to that phrase, self-knowledge reveals all things. Mm -hmm. Your awakening is for you and it's also for the world. Awakening doesn't happen in a bubble. It happens in an expansiveness. It's not a contraction. I want you to know that within that awakening is everything you'll ever need to shine. Yeah. And you are such an example of that. Um, and um, I know you said earlier uh, about um, uh, the confidence that you were really a writer, but you've always been a writer. It was yeah. articulated as opposed <laughs> to being on the page. So. <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited to walk the path with you and I'm excited to, to support um, your sharings in the world and to call you friend and um, to walk the path with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Cynthia. It's great to see you. You too. So ladies, we, um, we do this once a week. I'm gonna invite you to come back, subscribe wherever, Meet these women, hear their stories, take their uh, wisdom and use it for you.
because all of this wisdom is being gifted to you so that you can stand in the power and the presence that you came here to be because you are dynamic you are magnificent you are a masterpiece in the making you are here by a divine appointment at an extraordinary time on this planet i am so grateful to be with you and i will see you next week many blessings oh.